0: All right, hey, what's up, Citywide? It's Mitch. Um, we are going to chit chat a little bit about NJS approvals and getting you know written versus verbal approvals on various you know NJS sized jobs. Sometimes it's written confirmation, sometimes just verbal is good enough. And so I've got Megan here to chit chat with us. So what is up, Megan?
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I think it's a beautiful day out. It's been hot, and uh, today it's like 70 degrees. So it's nice out. My vote is we take a walk over for lunch after this business is done. Uh, Agree. Game on. All right. So, NJS jobs. We've got some jobs that are smaller. We've got some jobs that are bigger. And I kind of want to talk about there shouldn't really be nuance, but there kind of is of when you need to get like a written proposal versus a verbal and then maybe even more serious talks about payment terms and timelines and how things might work as a job gets, you know, larger and larger um, on its overall scope. So, sound reasonable?
1: I think it does.
0: Okay. So, you've been around for a little while small jobs, small and just jobs. Like, what are some examples that, you know, newer and veteran FSMs uh, might not be thinking of that are just like, what is a small job and kind of how does that play out in your world?
1: I think for me, a small job would be any type of light bulbs that we're replacing, cleaning some lenses. Um, If you have a stain on a chair that a client wants you to extract, um, a lot of those things I would consider to be small jobs. I've got clients who just want us to track our time or track the amount of bulbs we change. Um, I think that would stuff be. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's completely accurate. Um, dust mopping the warehouse, blowing leaves away from the back dock, maybe a big freight building where they have like um, a bunch of like trucks that are coming and loading. You're picking up trash along the fence. So I would say a lot of stuff being done by the janitor, probably.
1: Yes, probably more tracking time.
0: Tracking time, I think is the key, time and material. So, um, wide gambit of clients. How do you know which ones are a small client that they can say, just take care of it for me, and you just do it? And the one where you go, you know, I'm gonna cover myself and get this one in writing. How do you know or identify the difference?
1: Well, for me, I've been working with a couple of these clients a long time, so I know who I want to um, not take the, or take the job from without getting authorization. Uh, i've been burned on a small job before, and so it really for me just depends on the client. What do you think?
0: So you can't quantify it. No. What do you consider a, a client I've been with for a long time? A year a year. If you could see the, <laughs> I, I wish you could see the look on the face. that was just a completely made up number. Now, I, I totally get you. I think it's a little bit of a gut check thing. Yeah. so as as the guy who's in charge of the ship here, let me just say if it's under three hundred bucks, I'm cool with you using your gut check as long as the client's been with you at least six months unless they've been regular payers of different services. Like, you should just know. I've done a lot of jobs, where it's just, I've got way bigger jobs. Where clients said, take care of it, and we just take care of it. And I know I sent them a bill, and I know they're paying it. Right. Um, but here's a funny example, and then we'll move on to kind of these in-between jobs. Um, like, light bulb ballasts. Those are like two to $400 jobs. Yes. And we don't quote them in advance, right? We just do the work and you send them a bill. Right. We, we didn't invent this problem. Electricians do it all the time. Plumbers do it all the time. Handymen do it all the time. When something goes down at my house, I don't call and ask for a quote for my leaking faucet that's about to ruin my house, right? I just say, come out and fix it. And they're just sending me a bill and I'm paying it, right? Yes, like
1: they're happy you're coming out to fix it.
0: So let's not be crazy and just, you know, go all the way off the rails. Um, but use that discretion. So I think that's a good starting point. In between jobs, I've kind of got these pegged between that, you know, roughly five hundred to nine hundred dollar, you know, mark on maybe the low end of the scale, up to a couple thousand bucks on the higher end. These are sort of the in between jobs like What comes to mind for these, for types of services, and do we still have the same thought process of just do the work or do we get it in writing?
1: Yeah, I would say, again, it depends on the client. I think a small job would be if I have a client that says, hey, my two bathrooms in the lobby, the grout needs to be cleaned in them. It could be, you know, the lobby floors and the bathrooms, a $1,000 scrub. I would say I would do that if it were somebody like a caterpillar. Um, Some clients need a PO. Uh, or need to give you a PO. So that would all depend on potentially getting a quote as well. So once again, depends on the client.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think depends on the client is probably going to be the ongoing answer. So if, if you've not come to learn from, a, if you're new to Citywide, you probably won't quite know this yet, but if you've been around for a little while, you'll learn that we tend to err on the side of caution anytime we're given pause. So if you have pause in a situation of, hmm, what if I send this, you know, $800 grout cleaning invoice and I didn't get an approval and they push back. Do I want to face, uh, Megan or Chad or Mitch or whomever to say, Hey, the client doesn't want to pay this bill. Right. Um, cause we like, we've been impeccable about not having bad debt, meaning we didn't collect on a job. So, um, I would say err on the side of the caution you name dropped caterpillar with you i also think of cdc i think of fico um with me federal cartridge i don't i don't quote for them unless they ask me for a quote i just do the work and send them a bill
1: yeah
0: um so i think there's once again going to be a little bit of a nuance and i boy do i hate the answer of it depends
1: uh, um but it's, it, it's a gray area and gray areas are not fun but it's also not fun to have a you know invoice not paid
0: yeah then you've got the hard and fast ones the davidas the Alinas, um all these other places anywhere you need a po anything that's an nbd client you can't play this game these are hard and fast rules we've got to follow so um on one hand it's really nice to have the signature. Um, on an actual document if it's more official. Um, on the other hand, like you might have run into this in the past, there is something different about, hey, Megan, uh, your price for that project is twenty-two fifty. shoot me an email back if you're good to go with that price. Yes. That is a simple, to the point, finite thing. The minute you attach an appro- a proposal for twenty-two fifty, what happens?
1: Uh, they have to get approval. From who? <laughs> Their boss. Right? It like, yes. takes longer. Th-
0: because as soon as they see legal language, unless they are a true decision maker, they tend to get spooked. Yes. And so a 2250 job goes from a casual discussion that we had at your cubicle earlier today. I said I'd whip a price around to you later this afternoon. I followed through on that, expecting you were just gonna say yes, go for it.
1: Yes.
0: So sometimes you need the proposal and you gotta know your client. Other times, just shoot that email over and let it be enough. Right. If a client's ever been difficult, if they've ever been hard about paying, if they've ever argued about paying, if they're just overly stuffy in general and very like to the point rule following, maybe think about pulling the trigger on an actual proposal in that scenario. Um, Okay. you think we beat up in between jobs enough? I do. All right. Big jobs. Big ones. These are, you know, two to 4,000 easily can be five, 10 K. They can get to be 20,000. What are some of these jobs that you might run into and how do you handle these?
1: No chance am I doing a job without putting together, at the very minimum, depending on the client again, sorry to keep saying that, an email with the dollar amount. Um, Otherwise, it's a proposal and it's being sent over. If you're bidding out a parking lot and it's a $10,000 job, that needs to go to probably upper management, not just your client.
0: Most I mean it's pretty rare that we're dealing with the person who's making the decision on the parking lot, and ten thousand is i mean that's a drop in the bucket parking lots can be a half million yeah. not to mention there's crazy payment terms with parking lots like you might have to pay we we as citywide might have to pay the contractor ten to thirty percent up front or even fifty percent up front, which means that's coming from the client right? right not the bank of citywide so the client prepays that for materials and to have some skin in the game essentially um, what about like unique situations though like We do a lot of work with plumbing, electrical, HVAC, and we maybe don't always know like in those scenarios We're probably getting an estimate, but is it always finite?
1: No, definitely not We just had a situation at one of the community centers where we had um, gone out put together a proposal and it was you know an approximate dollar amount and it fluctuated a bit and I'll tell you the client did come back and was asking a lot of questions, but you know what if you're very very clear about what we're doing um, and that the price may fluctuate a bit then I think you're in a good spot
0: yeah I think that's completely fair I I can think of quite a few jobs where we had to give an NTE uh, if you're new to the industry or new to really I guess any service business in the commercial space uh, NTE just means not to exceed and there's a lot of times where like we use NTE to our benefit where we'll say man, I know this works somewhere in the ballpark of four to 6,000, I'm gonna give them an NTE of 7,500, and then I'm gonna tell them, hey, I think it's gonna actually be four to 6,000, but I need you to sign off on 7,000 because I don't wanna come back to you every step of the way asking for a little more, a little more, a little more, does that seem reasonable? Yes. And then you're good, all the way up to 7,000. Now, if you get a third of the way into the project and you realize you got a problem it's gonna go over seven, then you gotta deal with that and address it. So, uh, at the end of the day, these bigger projects, we need something in writing, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, minimum an email, often an actual proposal, and we need to make sure, maybe even to do our own responsibility and diligence and make sure your point of contact is even authorized to sign off on these amounts. Yes, gosh, yes. Yeah, so just make sure you're squared away there because we just don't want to be in a situation where you have a hard time collecting. So, all right, big picture, moral of the story, some takeaways. Your clients got to know the price of what these projects are, whether it's verbal, whether it's in writing, or it's an actual proposal form. They, one way or another, need to approve that work, whether it's an email back saying go for it, um, these middle to larger size projects. If it's small, use your discretion, right? And just get that, yeah, go for it, send me a bill. Uh, You should know if you're gonna run into an issue. If you're unsure, just, if you have pause, use caution. Send them something and just get it squared away. Um, Use proposals when you need to, but just remember, when you use a a proposal, it adds friction. It really does add friction and it might slow down the process of getting something done and it actually could kill an opportunity. Sometimes just an email is good enough and if there's no weird logistics to it, an email might be your best friend. Uh, Last but not least, invoice on time. We didn't talk about this, but my goodness, do you have to invoice on time? The longer you wait to invoice something, especially if it's a, hey, just get it done and we accept that as, yeah, we talked about it. Um, and maybe we know it's gonna be two to 400 bucks, the longer we wait to invoice, if it ends up being four or 500, the client might more have, might have a little more pushback and we don't wanna be in that spot. So uh, any last words of wisdom to add or do you think we're squared up here, Miss Megan?
1: I think we're good.
0: Cool, well thanks for listening everybody. Have a great day and uh, grab your supervisor if you got any questions. See ya.